it's not on yet. Hi. Everybody else say hi. Elijah, say hi. Hi. Massey, say hi. You look high. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the self-evident podcast. You got Mike, you got Massey, you Come got on, Easy baby. E working the controls. What's happening? What's happening? Easy is on probation from the last week, so we'll see how he does. Comment how you think Easy is doing. He's, if he's you back. Think he should keep his job. Shalene says hi. Good morning, Destiny. Good, good morning, morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, good morning. All the peeps is in the house. All right. So welcome. We hope you all doing well. We hope you had a good week. It is Friday. Welcome it is Friday. In. Welcome to podcast self. Is that even you? Uh, that must be. An, <laughs> is that East Germany? Is that what you're doing there? <laughs> you had a German Russian going on there. So hey, that works. Anyways, welcome. You may notice we are wearing some uh, some some warmer gear because everybody's getting hit by a little bit of a cool wave. Uh, have you seen these? I mean, you can't miss this one. Because <laughs> it's yellow. But you can buy one of these because of the cold weather at theselfevidenttruth.com. Where are your merch? Where's the, where are the pictures, man? Where the pi- Get on the nut. There we go. Look at that. Look at the arms. No, no, the other one. The other one. The other one. Sweatshirt. Sweatshirt, man. We're wearing sweatshirts right now. What are you Sweat- doing? That's a sweatshirt. He is right. That is a sweatshirt. Anyways, we, there is so, a sweatshirt so, on the left hand so, side. So I don't have the picture of the green sweatshirt. Oh. <laughs> fired. He's fired <laughs> again. That's like the two hundredth time this year. Uh, so anyway, we have our sweatshirts b- because it's cold in certain areas. Florida is never cold, and you Floridians who think this is cold. <laughs> Y'all, great. <laughs> y'all don't know cold, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Coming from Minnesota and the hood. I'm kidding. I wasn't from the hood. I was from Sleepy Eye. <laughs> sleepy Eye. I was from I was from the I was from the northeast side of Sleepy Eye, yo. Two thousand people are thugging with all of our cornfields and cattle. So yeah, it was a really <laughs> rough life. If if you consider uh the hood little house on the prairie, then yes, you're from the hood. The Amish hood? <laughs> Well, you, you know, just you know, you know. So we're gonna get Anyways, this podcast get right this back on track. because this is crazy. Now, <laughs> guys, comment where you're from below right now. Tag people and share the stinking video. What are you waiting for? Why you, do we have to tell you? We've been doing you our do job. We have been doing our job, you, and I'm waiting you for do you it. to step up. All of you people who are sitting there in your in your living room yeah. with your computer, you know, it takes you five seconds to share. So we're going to have a countdown. Five, four, three, two, and one. And you better have shared. <laughs> we shouldn't have to tell you what to do. I just, I'm well, so tired like of saying we're just please. herding cats over here. I'm at some point, I'm going to stop saying please and thank you. And I'm just going to say it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know, I'm mad you know. when I stop being polite. I'm going to get firm with you and say you better. <laughs> <laughs> Shalene goes, dude, I shared. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. Dude, okay, you, you're back you, in my good you. book, yeah, but yeah, uh, the other ones. I, you're, you know, you're in our good graces. You're, no. you're getting the coffee from last night. This I'm not ma'am. brewing a new pot. So, 
<laughs> All right. Whatever that meant, I'm going with it. I'm sticking with them. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Destiny said, I feel like I'm getting disciplined by my dad. <laughs> you just called us old, bro. Thanks. Like, dope. All right. All right. All right. We're going there. Shots fired. Fine. Fine. We'll go there. <laughs> Shots fired. All right. Word. This. Well, we. we, we go for it no i got nothing no no, no i really it. i was just i i got nothing either this is stupid why are we doing this right <laughs> i now? don't know <laughs> folks we are an educational podcast that seeks to disciple and pastor you as well so notice all of our clips we are really here to train you disciple you and make you <laughs> ministers of the gospel and fishers of men hopefully you learn something from this podcast not our stupid shenanigans but actually the word of god and also how to be a good man woman child in society because we need those these days I just read a post this morning that said, teach your young men to be men because you don't want a teacher telling them one day that they're a woman. Let that sink in. Wisdom. Wisdom. Okay. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, we do want to talk just briefly uh, before we get into the main topic. It is election season. Elections are coming up. And a lot of times people ask, well, I don't know who to vote for or what to vote for. You have to do your research. Now, we do have a line on some voter guides that we appreciate. We, we say, Hey, we think these are, are pretty solidly done. Um, so how do I'm we want to give those to people or they can get them? You can. Yeah. Thoughts? So we'll, yes, we, we have them at uh, right now at the church, but also too, we will provide a link uh, this week here with those voter guides as well coming from a christian perspective okay so you if you're a liberal you sorry probably bro. sorry bro sorry yeah. sis it just if, is what it is if you're super progressive get it and then just vote the opposite yeah continue to share guys also too go ahead and subscribe on all of our stuff rumble bit shoot podcast yes no rumble bit shoot something youtube we've been getting more views on youtube and now we're getting flagged more it's yeah, pretty course. awesome it yeah. always happens we just so got flagged this morning got because flagged somehow again. something we said was violent content about crt so yeah, we're violent. Can't you tell? We's, yeah. <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> I mean, I'm so violent. I don't even know how to spell it. V, V, V. No, violent. Me, violent violence to me equates e donut. E-A-N-7-T-Q. Okay. Martin, St. Lucie, and Palm Beach counties. We have voter guides. We have got a line on those. Um, there's a lot of important races, so you do have to pay attention. And one of the good things is you're noticing local elections are stirring up. Word. It's a great thing. Word. And we should be passionate about that. Word. And so one of the things that I wanted to say, Word. Word, as far as voting, at the end of the day, you can ask yourself a few questions to kind of get your bearings. Will this vote limit the scope and size of government, or will it expand it? And candidates... Will, for the most part, tell you, and here's how they tell you. They may say, we need to limit government. And then in the next step, tell you how they want to expand this government program or they want to do this. Look at the actions that they want to, that they want to commit, and that's going to tell you, are they trying to limit the scope of government or are they trying to expand it? Another question, will this vote spend more money or less? We may say we need programs, but every program that isn't equal opportunity is a, is a wealth transfer. Here's what I mean by that. Your tax dollars, if they go into a government program that is for a certain segment of people, 
that is a wealth transfer. Mm. There and and I actually I added an old story about Davy Crockett because I think this is vital for us to understand. Vital. It's very important to understand money from your pocket will get transferred to somebody else time and time and time again. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. So there's an old story about Davy Crockett who he's in the House of Representatives and there was a vote up in the House to give money to a Navy vet's widow out of the Congressional Treasury. Now Crockett stands up and says, Mr. Speaker, I have as much respect for the memory of the deceased and as much sympathy for the suffering of the living, if suffering there be, as any man in this house. But we must not permit our respect for the dead or, or our sympathy for a part of the living to lead us into an act of injustice to the balance of the living. Ooh. I will not go into an argument to prove that Congress has no power to appropriate this money as an act of charity. Every member upon this floor knows it. We have the right as individuals to give away as much of our own money as we please in charity. But as members of Congress, we have no right so to appropriate a dollar of the public money. Some eloquent appeals have been made to us upon the ground that it is debt due to the deceased. Mr. Speaker, the deceased lived long after the close of the war. He was in office to the day of his death, and I have never heard that the government was in arrears to him. Every man in this house knows it is not a debt. We cannot, without the grossest corruption, appropriate this money as the payment of a debt. We have not the semblance of authority to appropriate it as a charity, Mr. Speaker. I have said we have the right to give as much money of our own as we please. I am the poorest man on this floor. I cannot vote for this bill, but I will give one week's pay to the object. And if every member of Congress will do the same, it will amount to more than the bill asks. How many times has Congress stood up and said, you know what? We can't give the people's money to this, but we can give our own money. Ooh. Oh, wait. That, my friends, is wisdom. That's constitutional. It's constitutional. And that's something that we really have to pay attention to, especially in these elections, is you can use these as guides to if, if you start researching the candidates or you're talking to the candidate, when they start saying, well, I really think we need to you know, invest in this program. Hold on. You're investing my money into a program. Government doesn't need to invest into programs. That's, that's government saying, well, we've got the money to do what we want to do, right? So determine for yourself if these candidates are following or not following the Constitution. Okay, that's we'll get more into election season later. But right now, we just wanted to give an overview. Mass, you got anything? No, I think what happens is with government. It's always been this way, like listen to what they've done. And, and, I'll, and I'll preface this with this. What he was saying was right, is that we're supposed to provide the benevolence, not a government, because that's not their authority. Right. The authority was never found to be in a government. And so what happens is they demoralize the people. Right. And then say, well, look. We're going to help you out because, yes, it's a depressing time. Yes, it's hard. So then the government starts to say, well, we'll provide for you. Mm -hmm. Now everything's on the hook. Like we've got some things coming up here where President Biden's promising taxpayer funded abortions are going to codify it through law and all these other things. So we're seeing a, a decline in morality. And what happens when you decline in morality? You're always every, inside of every person. They're looking for a higher authority. Always. Right. It just so happens that big daddy government shows you first. In other words. Sometimes instead of they're they're the epitome of doing deeds, not words in the false way. 
they'll just start handing out money. And you know what, dude? They're appealing to our, our, our instincts, right? They're appealing to our greed. They're appealing to our ignorance. They're appealing to our baseness, if you will. Because people, when they're when their back's up against the wall, they'll do anything for a piece of bread. They'll do anything for a piece of bread. I mean, seriously, they'll kill their own kids. It's happened in history. And honestly, it's happening now with what's abortions. One the, what's one of the biggest arguments about abortion? Uh, I, I, I can't right now. It's not good time for me. Right. So My on career. The, the altar of convenience, right, proves that it's okay to do some heinous things in the name of convenience, in the name of me prospering, in the name of... And so, like, I was reading this morning about Herod, you know, when, when the wise men came to him and said, hey, we're here to worship the king, you know where he's at? And, dude, it's so telling what Herod did. He called the leaders, and then he called the religious leaders, too. Tell me about this king. Does this sound familiar, Planned Parenthood? They didn't just call leaders. They call religious leaders, too. So Herod she, did both. She explicitly said it, too. We, we got to get the, the pastors. pastors we do. And so now you're seeing faith leaders. Biden says he's a Christian. Fruit don't show it. I'm just being honest. Pelosi says she's a Catholic and a Christian. Fruit don't show it. If you were truly God's kid and the spirit of God is, listen to me, if the spirit of God is truly in you, you can't think about yourself in convenience. You can't. You, you, there's, so God is so faithful. He doesn't need to judge you. You know what your judgment is? The consequence of your sin. You're eating the fruit of your ways. And so what you do is to alleviate the pressure of the consequence, you kill off the fruit that you just bore, right? So then what happens is because you killed off the consequence of what you just did, you know what happens in your con I looked it up this morning, the psychology of, of, of killing something, murder, whatever, killing a, 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 like in combat, whatever, whatever it is, killing, right? They literally said every bit of your nerves and your brain of morality get lit up. Because we know inside of us something is wrong. And so two things happen. One, you live with the shame and regret and guilt the rest of your life. I'm not just talking about abortion. I'm talking about every decision in life, right? Or you become hardened against it. You have to continuously become hardened. And so what happens is government comes in and says, it doesn't matter if you're hard. doesn't matter if you're soft. doesn't matter if you're guilty. We'll be here for you. And then they become the savior. And he was trying to prevent that, saying, no, we're the benevolent ones. Can you imagine if we were the ones providing for these women as people, not the government, as people, right? I promise you there'd be fewer abortions and fewer things like this because we would be able to minister the gospel to them. And we should be doing that now anyway, right? But that's what happens. That, that's kind of what's been happening to me. And, and I would contend that there is a large movement of, of help coming from the Christian side of things, all these pro-life centers that are getting attacked, yet... The FBI can't seem to find a single person that's attacking these pro-life centers, but they can find all of the protesters that stand out in front of abortion clinics. They can find know? Bin Laden in a cave. Yeah, but they can't find a single person from Jane's Revenge. It's mm. just too hard. Yeah, we just, you know, they, they use an anonymous handle on, on Bruh, and Twitter. I'm not saying to use this, but our military could sniff out weapons in a foreign country. We can track down people in foreign nations, right? But we can't find people who do. Dude, we can't it's, find it's contrived. From Antifa. We can't I'm find just saying, from Jane's Revenge. You can't get around the fact that some of the stuff is suspicious. It looks mysterious, and a lot of it is contrived to to your brain, right? I shouldn't say the events necessarily are just contrived. The narratives created around the events are contrived to put you in fear, 
and want the savior complex. And because we're not patient enough to wait on God's promises, we wait for the government to tell us, I'll provide for you. So it's easier to submit to a government rather than God because the patience is actually when faith begins. We don't need faith anymore in God if a government will just do it for me. That is the dangerous part of government, right? We don't want God's government, God's standard, God's law, God's word, God's spirit. We want the temporal, easy, convenient spirit. I'll tax the crap out of you. You will be a slave the rest of your life to me. But as long as you get your little minions and your little feed, you're good. That's what government does. Bread it's been doing circuses. it for centuries. Bread and circuses, right? Easy. You look like you got something. Yeah. Carrie Booth said, um, when I was in my 20s, I was on assistance for a little time. Let me tell you, it looks it looks like help, but nothing was more degrading for me. Um, I got to put it away so that I can read the rest. <laughs> Nothing was more degrading for me. They made it that way here in Canada. Everything you did was monitored and you were constantly bugged. Back when I didn't understand that, but man, I see it so clear now. That's And that's the other side of it that nobody will tell you is they own you. It's never for free. If they're giving you the money, they own you. And now all they of a do. sudden... They, Oh, you better do this or else Dude, we'll take it away. Nothing is free. Y'all, can we just shoot straight here about Jesus? Salvation's a free gift, man, but it was an expensive gift. Absolutely. It was expensive. And you know what? The price was your sin. And his redemption, his choice. I, I, I mean, I was, I'm reading Breaking Hell's Economy. We're going to do a review on this book. You guys got to get it. Joseph Z's book. And he said something so awesome about the temptation with Christ, and it's going to get to a point in a minute. He said the temptation in the wilderness at the time, if you look at that, God put his son through the temptations of the world. God allowed his son to walk through the scourgings, the beatings, the mockings, all these other things. Then he allows him to be put on a cross. All the stuff we should endure. You know, as a matter of fact, all the stuff we should have endured, all the stuff we do. We tempt one another all the time out of our crosses. And we don't endure it. I mean, shoot. We we, give in. Yeah, we tempt ourselves with our crosses. Yeah. Listen, I thought about this this morning. Can I just get real with y'all? When I'm super tired, I've got to go to bed because that's when I used to fall into lust. I was super tired. I was not vigilant, blah, blah, blah. That's when Satan hit him at his worst moment, his most tired time, his most hungry time, and yet he stood firm in the faith. And I thought, dang, am I prepared, right, right, for that? Am I I prepared for these things? Am I prepared to walk forward? I remember um, a prophetic gentleman years ago, uh, Joe knows him. uh, He told me one time, dude, you you better get the word in you. And the way he said it was a warning and an admonishment, but it was more of a warning too. He said, because if you ever go with us foreign overseas preaching, he said, we sleep two hours a night. You don't have time to study. It better be in you because we're going to be constantly moving, right? Back in the day, they would book burn Bibles right so you better have you it. better have it in you that's a movie suggestion for you i was talking with some people about this and, and this ties into that uh, book of eli and and if you've seen it you know go ahead and comment up but i love that movie because it's such a symbol of how to walk with scripture and i'm not going the movie's like 10 years old so i could give spoilers but what i will say is at the end of it he has the Bible in his heart to where he can speak the whole thing out verbally. He doesn't need the book, right? 
And that is so important for us to carry on that spirit, that heart of if we walk a journey through life with Scripture, putting it into ourselves in our heart day after day after day after day, we have it there to carry with us so that we don't need bingo hear me hear my words right we I he- if, I hear if you. we lose going. it if we lose it or if it's taken from us our life is not lost we we won't get misdirected because we've got it so ingrained in us totally agree. right totally agree. and i think one of the problems is especially new christians they read it for a little bit and they go okay i'm good you know I, uh, yeah i got the bible in me oh yeah yeah no you you have not marinated in it for decades so true so true what did that atheist guy say last night there's a there's a channel y'all should follow his name's ruslan and he's a christian guy and dude he's so solid i mean his his retorts he's a very cool he's a good christian good solid man of god he'll he's not perfect obviously but like just his retorts Mm -hmm. he's watching this atheist what did that atheist guy say if this religion thing was real and god was this real he was rebuking the podcast host because the podcast host is like, well, do you need to just follow one or others? He goes, you know why I don't believe in God? Because of that. If God was truly God, wouldn't he be like the main focus yeah. of your life? These people that say they follow God, but, you know, whatever is on the side. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, if God's real to you, if he were real to me, I everything goes by the south south i'm i am all in on god he said i'd want to know this god exactly and it's like the atheist is saying i'm like the atheist is saying man you know if if this was real i want to know everything about him and i'm thinking to myself isn't that he's literally preaching right now yeah it doesn't doesn't even realize it. it he doesn't know what spirit he's in he doesn't know what spirit he operates of right but it's like Shouldn't it be that way all the time? This is why when you read and you're in the the scriptures, you're in prayer, you're in the spirit, you will not be deceived by the things of the world. When you truly have knowledge, right? You really are like the sons of Issachar, knowing the times. You understand law and justice. You know what the governments are supposed to do, what God's ordainment of government is, what to stand against, and make sure that your family's taught in the same way. Right. Right? Our children are. So we talked about that a little bit last week. But now it's like, I don't want to depend on a government. I don't want to depend on anybody else except the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have community, but I'm not dependent on my community. We're interdependent on each other. And big difference. And the community, if if it's the church that's providing that community action to you, they're going to disciple you. At least they better be discipling you. Government's not going to disciple you. They're not going to teach you how to get out of it. No. People God. say, oh, well, they have educational pro they don't they don't care about they don't, that. They don't and they're not willing to tell you no. Government won't tell you no if they're putting money in your hands, right? There's Truth. not a point. We, we can say there's limitations and all of that. But if if the agreement is there with the government, the government will always say, yeah, here you go, because I'll get this out of you. Dude, and mm-hmm. when you ask a super – I'm with you. When you ask a supernatural God for provision, real provision – and he provides, you don't want to depend on man because right. the way he did it for you, only God gets the glory for. Right? So when you're truly dependent on the Lord and the faculties he's given you, the talents he's given you, the blessings, all those things, do you honestly think, even when recessions come, all these other things, do you honestly think he won't give you the ideas to survive right. and prosper in? And you, notice, you know what I mean? You notice what, and, and easy, I'll get you in a second. You look, you look like you got something to say. No? Cool. Um, you notice what Carrie said. She said, when I was getting assistant checks, 
I felt degraded. I felt shame. Crazy, I'm telling bro. you, crazy. When, when the Lord provides crazy. for you, when the Lord provides for you, you feel excitement. You feel joy. Truth. You feel encouragement. You feel faith renewed. That's a big difference. You're either getting your check from the government or God's the one sending it to you. And when God does it, it's like, God loves me. Bro, he's taking care of me. You can empathize with scripture. It's not foreign to you, man. Yeah. He literally fed me like he fed the children of Israel. He fed Elijah and the ravens. Like he literally provided. He, I couldn't do anything to do that. And yet God provided for me. Dude, then you read scripture in a whole new light. It's experiential at that point. I believe most people read scripture. And the reason why they don't jive with it is because it's not experiential. Yeah. They have not tested their faith. They've not walked through these things. And so when you're not walking through it, you lose pay, you lose a you lose the the fire for it. You lose the desire for it, right? And all government can do, and Joe wrote it in his book this morning, Satan's kingdom is a total mockery of the kingdom of God. And it provides things in the temporal with the end promise of stealing, killing, and destroying. And God's promise is full life. What did he say about the what does the Bible say about the first Adam and the second Adam? One was a living being, a living soul. The other one was a life-giving spirit, a quickening spirit, right? That's what God offers. I'll give you provision. I offer, I offer no sorrow with it. I'm giving you provision, and I'm giving you life on top of it. There's no, no strings attached. That's it, right? You just submit to me, and I'll walk you through this. And you know what? You're going to be a light to your community. You're going to be a light to your family. You're going to be a light to your children, and your children will be blessed because you're going to raise them up in these things, and they would be 10 times better than us, and they're going to walk forward in the things of God, and you'll train them what took you 30 years to learn. We'll take them five, and then they're going to build on that faith, right? And then they're going to teach their children. Is that not legacy? Whereas the world today is, there is no freaking legacy. When I die, I'm just going to be in the ground, and the worms are going to eat me. What a life. But yet I live eternally with Christ and I'm supposed to ask for the kingdom of God on earth. And it's not, this isn't like just preaching stuff. It's like, get your mind, right? Let's, I'm helping you. You're helping me. You're helping me as well, guys. When, when we read your comments and things, we got to keep our eyes fixed on the author and the finisher of my faith. It's not my faith to begin with. He right. gave it to me. Therefore he perfects that faith, Right. And I just have to keep the fire stoked. And we need to, to parse something out in all of that because I, I know I used to really struggle with the thought of, well, God does it all. So, And I'm, I'm told I can't do anything. I can't do it. So what do I do? Sit on the couch, eat the Cheetos? And, and that's where God's going to finish it, right? Christ is the author and finisher of your faith. But you have to say yes. You have to be obedient. You yeah. have to abide, right? You have to deny yourself. It's simple there, principles. There is action in this, and that action comes down to those daily steps of faith with the Lord, right? That that when the Lord is speaking to you and say, I want you to do this or don't do this, right? It's a step of faith and obedience to follow that, and it's perpetual motion. The more you do it, the more it moves forward. Yeah. The more you grow, the more you you sense the Lord, the more you understand what he's doing and, and where he's taking you in, and you get to see him move. Come on, come on, dude. Right? It's, it's like, too, even denial, that's not a works thing. That literally removes your works. My denial is submitting to Christ. Mm -hmm. Deny yourself, take up your cross. Well, all I can do is submit to Christ, and you're like, well, I don't hear anything. Well, then don't do anything for him. Just listen and abide until he moves you, and he will. 
And you're going to listen when you start denying yourself and saying, Lord, I want to listen to you. And you're like, I can't hear him. Notice the rest of your life that day. You're just being attentive to the spirit. You're not doing the old things you used to do. You're not paying attention to the thoughts you used to pay attention to. You're listening to a whole different thing, a whole new ball game, right? It's totally submission. It's like, Lord, I'm willing to do what you want me to do. He goes, yeah, right? But you can do that without love too. And you're, a, 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 what is it, a clanging gong, you know, yeah. uh, a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal, the Bible says in King James, right? But like, I could do all the works. I could die for people, bro. Have prophetic gifts and unctions and no love. And you know where love is found? Truly, remember we were talking the last couple of weeks about community yeah. real fast. Yeah. All those things that we talked about, the end of it is what? Love. Love. Patience, joy, all this other stuff. The end is love. It's found in Christ. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. It's, it's that focus all the time. And Shalene's right. You got to count the cost. This is no joke. Like, I still think about this all the time. This is not a joke, man. Mm -mm. This walk is like, it's it's. It's tough. It's not hard when you're walking in the spirit, right? But then you see things you really desire. Your flesh kicks up a little bit, and you're like, man, you know, or man, can't I just put this down for a minute, you know, because I'm tired or whatever? And it's like, no, Lord, give me the strength. I don't have the strength, Lord. I don't. I don't have the strength to do this. I don't have the strength to do to 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 raise our boys or to be a good husband. I don't have the. I don't have the mental capacity to do all this. I don't. Right. But yet he gave it to me. Therefore, he entrusts me with it. Right. Same with you. We are entrusted with the things in front of us. Are we being faithful with the things in front of us? If we're not, we, we become dependent. And that's when government steps in. Exactly. It's so crazy, dude, how it this really works. is. We're going to hard segue. <laughs> <laughs> I, while you were well, talking, no, I was like, good. man, how, how are we going to segue, segue yeah. this? Or, or do we keep going? I, no, let's I do think the, that's a good it is. round. It's a good. So we're going to. We're going to. I want to. Round her in, folks. Bring her back around. Yeah, hey. You know, steer, we're going to circle back. Steer the ship here. No, I didn't say the other S word, ship. <laughs> we we are I, moving the whole thing I, here. I picture the captain just spinning the wheel with one hand. We're steering back <laughs> around. Yeah. All right. Follow, follow. You with me? Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Everybody with me? Comment if you're with me. Are we going? We're going. Free speech. <laughs> Free speech. Free speech. Free the speech. Really? Free, Free the, the speech. speech. That's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Come on. That's the new one. Free <laughs> the speech. Woo! We, you know those other free the I shall not be named? movements we should see if there's like a, a logo for that and take that logo and do free the speech instead oh you know what i'm talking about yes. the, the feminist movement free the if there's like a logo for that take it and do y'all know speech. it's that breast cancer <laughs> thing free the tatas you know yeah. we're gonna do the free, you know the, free the speech y'all know what i'm talking about especially if you live we're in doing the it guys we're copywriting this so if y'all copy it you're dead meat well maybe not but because we all are kind of dead meat outside of Jesus. i'm looking at you china <laughs> Mao and Ch China. No, we're looking at China. China. We really need that soundboard thing. Can we? We, we need a Trump voice that goes guess. China, 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 China. Although I could see him just going crazy with it, like every five seconds. China, China. Well, China, Carrie, that's China, why you need China, to buy China. like five of them. What he <laughs> said here in Canada, that shirt would be banned. Perfect. Good. <laughs> that's it. So you buy seven, so that way you can wear one every single day. And if they take one, you just put on the next one. 
You know, it's funny to add to this free speech thing. Someone was at a school board meeting and they brought up self-evident for interviewing some of these candidates. And it was derogatory. Us. Yeah, it was negative. You know, we're right wing extremists. Yeah, Christian so fundamentalist then, Trumpers. Yeah, we got called because these people, these people who won their seats were they're in our church. So, you know, they were like, oh, I can't, you know, we're so sorry. You got involved. You got pulled. I'm like, are you kidding? The viewership just went up. I think we gained another 15, 16 <laughs> subscribers. Let them talk. Those, those videos got hundreds of plays just from that, you know. So we figured, well, free speech works. Well, free speech. Let's talk about free speech because somebody, so, somebody you want to go for it. No, because the free speech for that person <laughs> that did that, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to ban we'll it right? to them. Dude, their free speech. They didn't harm my property. They didn't hurt my family. Right. So they marred my character. I don't care about what they think. I care about what God thinks. I don't care what man thinks. Yeah. Say God's, what you say. God's the one who gave us the ministry. So you can say what you want. Keep, and, your, keep it great. I don't care. And I thought it'd be interesting because the school board meeting actually, and this is a national topic. Uh, Word. So plug this in. Word. The whole idea of banning a book in a school system. I think this is a really important topic. And of course this came up in the accusation of your book banners. And so therefore you're, you're, 1940s german people um and so this is a really interesting topic because of course people immediately say immediately say freedom of speech freedom of press you can't keep a book out of a school system well let's go to the first amendment first congress shall make no law preach that's it that's all the first amendment is Holla! congress shall make no law we're good word have a great day guys Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Stop. Now, say that line again. Or respecting an establishment of religion or, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Mm. Now, people tend to think I'm about to speak in tongues up in her. Shut about it. All right. <laughs> I, I stopped myself. We're preaching right now, yo. <laughs> so. People forget that phrase, Congress shall make no law respecting. They think that stops, right? But it doesn't. Congress shall make, read it this way. Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of the press or abridging the press, you could say. Congress shall make no law. Of the right to peaceably assemble. Right, yep, to, to restrict or abridge the right of the people to peaceably and Congress shall make no law that shall restrict petitioning the government for redress of grievances. In other words, congressional federal law shall not control your speech. In other words, government doesn't even have the right to interfere with your rights. Right. Now. Whoa! Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> now, so. A person will listen to this and say, therefore, you guys are against book banning. Yes, I am against book banning. I am against the government making a law that you cannot purchase a book or a book cannot be available to the public. I am against that. A school library is a limited resource. And here's where they're using terms to I be like, disingenuous. Keep going, it. dude. Come on. Right? A school library cannot carry every single book in existence. You have to be discriminatory towards books. You have to decide, we'll take this one, we won't take that one. Can anyone say amen? 
It's not a That's book common ban. sense. It's common sense. It's not a book ban. It's a community saying we don't want this material being freely offered to our children in the school library. And and who's who's speaking that? The people who are paying the taxes, right? That make that school run. The taxes that buy the books. Word. Now, Hollaback. You have no restriction Truth. to purchase that book off of Amazon or go to Target or wherever you buy your books. Barnes and Noble, if they still exist, you kind of do. They kind of do. Actually, I love going to Barnes and Noble and just walking around because you're a hippie. I am a nerd. <laughs> I'm, Elijah, I'm nodded. right there with Elijah you. On his me. downtime, right he wears you. patchouli oil too. <laughs> I'm not I capping on but... the oil. I just don't like how it smells. <laughs> no, but cap on typically, oil. every liberal that I've seen and been in contact and been friends with wear yeah. patchouli oil, and they drive a Subaru. <laughs> I did drive a Subaru wagon. <laughs> you know oh that? no! You know that? And I wear Birkins. I'm a liberal. You are a liberal. And I you're never wearing, knew. You're wearing green right now. I am. I'm super liberal. Welcome, welcome to the party. <laughs> Y'all pray for Mike Salvation. Yeah. I... <laughs> I've got so many jokes I can make. Yeah, Anyways, no. yeah, I, back to the point. So, my bad. You have no restriction on having, or you have no restriction on the opportunity to purchase these books for your children. The only argument is what books are we going to supply in our community to our children? You have one group that says, I don't want these books freely accessible to my kids in the limited resource of the school library. Mm. I don't want this value system promoted to my kids without my control in our school library. That's all that's being said. Likewise, the other side would most likely say, we don't want a bunch of books that are promoting and encouraging and brainwashing our kids into Christianity. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't. You would say this is a secular school system. We don't need all of those books in there that are telling my kids that they have better love Jesus well, than they're going to hell. <clears throat> that they should live a certain way. Right. Cuz that's what they hate about religion. It teaches you to live a certain way. Right? Then why are you providing books about sex to live a certain way? It's it's all comes down to your value set of beliefs, right? Truth. So I think my biggest issue with this is the pointing of the finger saying you're banning books, you're evil. No, there's a difference of opinion and conviction about what the value set should be in that school library. I think both sides can make their case. And a community decides who they want on the school board and that school board then decides, okay, what type of books are we going to put into this school library? So if your school board through your community becomes a conservative school board, well, then you're going to get a conservative set of books in your school library. That's just the way the community you, works. Dude, I agree. Can you read Jan's comment, dude? Yeah, Cause it's going to tie right into what you're saying. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> There's a lot. No, but it's here's, good. Here's a problem. The only books being removed are those that are not even appropriate to read in the school board meetings. Those should be removed. At the Martin County School Board meeting on Tuesday evening, a woman said that we need to leave all these LGBT books, LGBTQ books, sandwich books um, in the library <laughs> because face it. Some children have two moms or two dads. Now we have the problem because we are teaching science, Ooh. which says this is not possible. Come on. It's not Great possible point. to biologically have two moms or two dads. So it's confusing to the children. We either need to toss out the science and keep the books 
or toss out the books and keep the science. Science doesn't change. These are facts. Nailed it. Right. What a point. But what she's saying is what you're saying. There, it's not just that we're selecting books or whatever. Does it contradict what they're being taught? Right. Would you bo allow books to say, well, there's different fundamental ways of looking at math that contradict the way you're being taught math? I mean, you see what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it doesn't make sense. And, and on, a, on a position that I don't stand with but will make sense to the progressive, how many books would you want that teach creationism in your school library? Now, as a Christian, I say, hey, let's put those books in there. You have a right to disagree with me. I'm not going to tell you you don't have a right to disagree with me. But you have to you have to put yourself in that viewpoint of what is your value set? Okay? And that's that's what this whole argument gets down to is what actually is your value set and what do you believe is right for your children? Guess what? You lost the argument in the community. Truth. Okay? If I go to Dearborn, I'm going to lose the argument in the community. Now, I can make my position heard and say, I believe that, that the Christian value set is, is better than the Islamic value set. But I will lose my case because I am not the majority in that community outside of the power of the Holy Spirit. You have to understand that this is the social contract. Now, we could have Paul on here and talk about the, the weakness of the social contract in terms of liberty, right? But it gets down to... You can't just point the finger and call everybody a book banner because they don't want a set of books in their local school library. Now, if we went and we said, I want a national law against this set of books being in school libraries. That's where the government crosses the line. That because now they're abridging the freedom of speech and the freedom of press. Because government does not have the authority to infringe on your rights, no matter how big and bad they become before God first. Your natural rights cannot be upended by man. That's John Adams, which we will talk about later. But like, there's also, too, that if, if they start encroaching in on states' rights, which is why some of these amendments that were passed, though meaning intently well, overthrew states' rights, too. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So there's elements of those amendments that are like, okay, yeah, I agree. You know, totally. Let's make a law about it. All of a sudden, they phrase the words to take away the rights of the states, where the parents have more control over their... Uh, As they should you know, their families, their situation, their houses, whatever it is, business, yeah, right? Parents should have that power. The government cannot be there for you and write blanket laws over the states because they're all different. Each family's different. The only way that the universal law works is when it's inward. Restraining people's outward actions deems those who are always innocent guilty for doing something that is innocent. Let me give you an example. Gun ownership. Now people who own guns are bad people because they want murder to exist. They won't ban guns. No, no, no. I have an errant right before God, right? But he also teaches me not to murder, not to hate, right? Through Christ. So because we want to make external things illegal, right? Which obviously murder is already illegal. We then create a law system where if you just flash your gun, you're guilty. You see what I'm saying? This is what happens when we don't have internal restraints anymore. We start to produce laws to limit external things that aren't breaking the law. And I shouldn't have to be penalized for carrying a, a gun. And that reduces liberty. Easy, you got something? Yeah. Um, Jen's got another post that's really good here. Oh, um, what I said makes sense. Yeah. 
the comments on Tuesday night said that they do not want prayers in school now because prayer is dangerous. Christianity and faith are dangerous. I can see that. I'm not sure why their religion is okay, but the faith of Christianity is apparently not. And I've, I've done a lot of research and I've seen like a lot of um, like Satanists turned like believers. And I would agree. Prayer is probably the most dangerous thing to the world because in every testimony that I have listened to of, of ex Satanists, they would say we would be able to cast spells and curses on people, but there was one person we could never touch. And that was the praying Christian. Yep. They, and, Woo! and they, and Woo! you're probably talking about the, what is it? John Ramirez. Yeah, testimony. Um, Shalit, let's keep Jan around. <laughs> well, Shalit, um, she's actually the uh, pastor at Revive Church. Her and Todd, Pastor Todd, and and I, I think it was Ramirez. It might have been something else that I was reading. But when Satanists try to go after spirit-filled Christians, the demons actually come back and say, "If you ever send me against this person again, I'm coming after you." Right. There is there is a true authority and power that the the spirit filled Christian doesn't necessarily realize they have against darkness. Right. Um, It it, because when you're walking in that and you're prayerfully walking in that, you you really are going against the gates of hell. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Right. You notice with Christ demons. Just just please don't don't. Yeah. Let me let me go. Let me live in the pigs. Right. Yeah. The spirit-filled Christian carries the authority that Christ gave to them. Come on, dude. Christ gave Come all on. authority. Yeah. So the spirit-filled Christian, when they're actually walking in that, they have that authority to go against the forces of evil. What's one of the best ways to shut that down? Shut down prayer. That's so good, dude. The foundational pith, the oxygen of heaven, as Ian Bounds wrote. Shut down prayer. It's the oxygen. That's yeah. how I live and breathe in the spirit. And you notice when you're not able to attack and go after the things of darkness, it's truly because you don't have that life of prayer. You don't. Mm-hmm. And you're not going against it in a prideful way. You're saying, no, Lord, I'm ready to revenge this disobedience because I'm fulfilling my obedience, the Bible right. says, right? So, like, I'm walking in the newness of life, and I can't walk around in the things that are sinful, worldly, Right. And you're right, Shalene, it is the superpower. It's a superpower of heaven, prayer. And then he anoints you. He gives you the provision. He gives you the authority. He gives you all that to walk in victory. He promised us that. Not victory in our, like, it's not that you're always going to be on top as far as in the flesh. Spiritually, you will, you will be with him in glory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I keep thinking about that man on the cross. He got victory. He got victory, dude. He was a sinner hanging hanging on a cross next to Christ, knowing he didn't have a shot. You know what I mean? And yet he, that story, when Alistair Begg said it, angels are like, how the heck did you end up here? And he's like, the man on the middle cross said I could come. Mm-hmm. That's an authority. That man on the middle cross literally defied any religious expectation on how a religious person or how a Christian should be. I saved him. I chose him. He's mine. That defies all religion. It defies agendas. It defies our, our thinking. It literally is based on love. I see it in him, and he loves me, and he took him. I mean, that's, this is why we are supernatural. We're not supposed to be conformed to the things of this world. We're not supposed to be like the world. Everything we do is supernatural. If our walk looks like 
the world? Are we truly Christ? And we got to really go to the Lord with that. Lord, am I really yours? Right? It doesn't mean you have a big, bad ministry. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. It means the people around you are affected by the gospel, and they're affected by the spirit within you, like you just said. That's huge, bro. You're right. Get rid of prayer. You get rid of the Christian. That's a good way to put right? it. Right? Ooh, that's we got to encapsulate that. You get rid of prayer, you get rid of the Christian. You do. Somebody Facebook quote that, and I, I mean that. I'm not tongue-in-cheek. That's something that's got to stick. Easy, you had something? Yeah, another uh, comment. Destiny says, I see a lot how other religions um, are somehow okay, and you can't offend their religion, but yet offending and making fun. Oh, scrolled up. <laughs> the comments are going too fast. But offending and making fun of Christians are okay. I, well, yeah. I, I was going to – funny enough, I, I saw an Andrew Tate clip where, where he said – and he was he was wrong in his thinking, but I understand how we got there. He said, if there's going to be a real God, it's got to be the God of Islam because every other faith you can make fun of and nothing happens, True. right? Yeah. Every other faith is Agreed. weak. And that he, thinks, he thinks strength and power, right? So in his mind, it's like the only faith you can't make True. fun of their God is Islam. They'll kill you for it. They're powerful. And so he was saying... You know, if, if you're going to say there's a real God, that that's the metric, right? Isn't that interesting? You're that, right. That the dude. world, that's how they see the metric. So, Mike, what is the strongest God? Let's let's you disciple know? now. Like, what then? What happens when speech goes to? Is there ever a speech that goes too far? I've been asked this question a lot of times, right? right. Let's get your take on it, right? And I'll throw my take at it. When does it go too far? Would you want me to go first? You can think about it. Yeah. So, so when does speech go too far? I think a lot of people ask that. It doesn't. Can't speech go too far? The the issue is, your speech does not determine. My speech does not determine your action. What if I was on the podcast and saying this is hyperbole? This is just I kill the Jews. If I said that from this podcast. You have the option to listen or not to listen. You have right. the option to turn it off or whatever. You do. And yes, that speech is divisive and hateful. Yes, that speech is detestable in the eyes of God. Yes, that speech is wrong. But my speech has nothing to do with your action. And that's the problem, is tribalism is creating this thing. This is why speech is trying to be banned. Tribalism has now gone, gone to these two extreme sides. And the speech on one side affects their actions, and now we're saying your speech affects my, what I do, right. which is wrong, which is wrong. You have the ability to choose not to do it. Just like Adam and Eve have the, had the choice not to eat of the fruit. You have the choice not to. Can speech go too far? No. I I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. It can't go too far. And this is just my personal take. And please debate me if you want. It doesn't go far because it, it can't. It doesn't take away anybody's rights. Right. So if someone lies about you, they didn't stop you from living. They didn't stop you from content creating. They didn't stop you from podcasting. Doesn't stop you from being a dad. So if someone lies about your character. You may lose a little money, but welcome to life. That's just unfair that people would do that, right? But you know what's even more unfair? That the people that listen to them didn't have the discernment or the guts enough to come and find out your character. Which so is if they're foolish enough to obey it, then they're foolish. And you know what? Their foolishness will end up in their fruit. I think... And I, I see where your head's on. Agreed, that. agreed, Pastor Jan. I was just using it as an example. We'll get to that point too. So, oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Give so me a second. Can it go too far? I, I think 
and I would really have to think and, and be introspective about this, but I think the only area that perhaps I could say, okay, this is where the limitation comes in is let's say you're doing a business deal and somebody grossly misrepresents the terms for the contract, right? Sure. So now I'm, I'm actually committing theft against you through my words because I'm saying my business is valued so now that's at $40 violate, million. Dollars. Violating, violating your property. You, right? And I think that's the only place. I like that. Good job. That's the only place where speech could, could come into effect is does it directly violate somebody's private property? Which private property I is yourself. Good, right? good call, dude. So that name calling, that kind of like, come on. Dude, this, that's this promised whole, in the Bible. Right. This whole hate speech idea is so evil the yeah. idea is so evil that i'm going to determine whether or not speech can be given by whether or not it's hateful so yes no go ahead are you no done? No, no, no i'm done i'm done so, so listen to the christian now where is free speech going too far if it doesn't line up with ephesians where your communication should be wholesome edifying right to the doctrines of christ we're supposed to be so studied to know the doctrines of jesus able to di divide the word of truth the bible says that the word is like a two-edged sword. So in other words, if our speech condemns, if our speech leads people astray, if our speech, then it's no longer free speech in the eyes of God. Now you're violating his covenant with you, and you're no longer using your mouth to edify, to speak life, to prophesy. You're not using it to destroy. Now you know what spirit you're working up. And I'm saying this directly to the Christian, okay? That's where the Christian needs to stand up and say, no, no, I agree with you. There is limitations to the speech, right? We shouldn't be calling for murder. We shouldn't be doing those things. Self-limitation. Right. But true liberty. Let's just take the scope again. Let's take the Christian hat off. Let's take the atheist hat off. Liberty in its truest sense. Speech is speech. Right. Right? Now, I could say the contract says this and the contract says different. But the person sitting there should not just sign willy-nilly. They should read the contract. True. So what I'm saying is, again, it doesn't determine your action, right? Now, I know what you're saying, and I completely agree with you. Great point. I'll put that in my repertoire. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's two sides to look at this. In the true liberty overall blanket sense, the world is going to crush you, Christian, in so far as they can. I, and I, in this world, you have tribulation, the Bible says. I think to your point, what you're putting it back on that we need to realize in this whole speech conversation personal responsibility bingo it, it, we always want it. to lower the standard and compromise in terms of our own personal responsibility i i think about like uh that old jordan peterson interview with uh i think it was kathy newman well don't i have a right to not be offended <laughs> no it's your personal responsibility on whether or not to be offended just like it's your personal responsibility to determine is this contract good or not right now I do think there is a case legally of where if I'm so grossly misrepresenting the facts, you can't work on fair ground in that contract. You can't. You right? can't. But that dude will be found out, fired, and nobody will want to hire the dude. So right. in other words, again, your speech, as free as it should yeah. be, the consequences will determine unless you're government. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> they right? keep hiring liars, manipulators. Dude, they keep hiring people who are pedophiles and have been known to like grossly be disgusting uh, and talk about kids, look it up. And I can throw articles all day long, right? But you're, you just said something. Some people are offended, right? That turtles are being killed off and we need to preserve the turtles. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just being honest. Yeah, we should probably protect the turtles, but it's not a big offense to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't think about turtles. It's not, on my, it's not on my mind, right? There are people who are offended that abortion had been legal for 60-something years 
and killed millions of babies, 50 years, and killed over 60 million babies. And it should have never been, quote unquote, legal, which it never was. But then there are some who say, that doesn't offend me. We should be able to kill babies. I mean, that's crazy, right? You choose your offense. Yeah. And you know what spirit you're operating under. I'm not saying turtles are good. But I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, the example. Yeah, everybody right? has their, quote unquote, pet project that they're, they find offense through that that situation right you you said jan had something else that you wanted to uh no she just said that the tribe of god is bigger she's right what i'm talking about because we're writing a book on tribalism and so we're showing the divides of both sides and how they can both become cultish right that that you just believe uh, can i just give one example yeah. the cdc or the, this whole group is is voting that vaccines should be mandatory for kids to go to school and all this, they're going to mandate the covid vaccine that's not what's being said and you, the conservatives are running with this read what it says they're they're making it mandatory i'm not saying this is right i'm not saying this is good but what's being mandated is the covid vaccine for people who can't afford vaccinations so then the government provides a schedule that doesn't mean you are mandatorily getting a covid vaccine to go to school it's part it's it a becomes, government program it become and and correct me if i'm wrong but what they're basically doing is they're establishing it in the vaccine for the government, Schedule. for their for their right. for their program, yeah. for for what the, the free program they offer to people who can't afford it, which, which goes back to do you notice? Yeah. <laughs> if government's going to hand it to you, they're going to put their own wires on the whole right. thing. The spin is the right will just run with something. Oh my gosh! So they got partial Forcing truth it in school. Partial truth yeah. is right, but then they they run with this narrative, right? We should be the ones doing our homework and saying, no, it's not what they're saying. No, it's not good that their government's doing this, but they're not doing it to mandate in schools. Yeah. That's, not, that's, not, that's not what's being said. Can it eventually get to that? Yes, but don't lie about it. Just do what the facts say. If we could stick with facts, I think we'd go a lot farther as conservatives and as Christians. But the left does it even worse sometimes. So they're both doing what we're talking about. Both sides could potentially become a cult if we're not. So we need to be in the tribe of God, as Pastor Jan said. Be in the tribe because it's bigger. But the, the, the thing is, you'll have the discernment to yeah. see these types of things. Amen. Any other comments? Of got? course. Of course, Jan. Tribes can be totally healthy because you got your people, right? But make sure that they're healthy, right? That we're thinking not as the flesh thinks, but as the spirit thinks. Totally agree. So the book, the book itself that we're writing encapsulates that. Are the Christians really following scripture? Are they really following the things of God, right? Yep. And not following the things and the patterns of this world. Because they both can get caught up in it, the left, the right, whatever. And I think I think that whole conversation gets into ultimate authority, right? And and that's that's beyond the scope of this. That'll be in the book. So great guys, questions. Go out, get the get the book. Any other questions? Any other thoughts? Elijah, Massey. No, we good. All right. Anything else, guys? Well, speak loudly, speak boldly. Don't be stupid about it. That's really right. Thing, right. And That's it. Speak loudly, boldly, and don't be stupid about it. Yeah. And and our whole position in this is we want to give you things you can work with. We want to give you insight. We're, we, we were having a conversation yesterday, and we realized one of the our big passions is to help teach, disciple, right? So, so teaching you, pastoring you, bringing you along, helping you see things in a new light, helping you move towards Christ. And so that's... That's our, our real guidance here. Our vision is to help guide you towards Christ and have a Christian outlook or worldview to see the world and understand how things are going. Now, people can say, oh, that's, you know, that's you know, Christian fundamentalism. No. We all 
all of our outlooks are colored by something. Christ says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So you either believe that or you don't. Yeah, your lens. If you believe it, Christ is your lens. Under the pure, all things are pure, you know? So, like, I, I'm going to agree with Shalene. She just did a prayer. She posted a prayer. We should probably pray this one out. Go for it. And after you're done, check out our website and get a shirt. Yeah. Get yourself a sweatshirt. Get yourself <laughs> wow, a what a plug, huh? <laughs> but it helps. So go get a sweatshirt and a shirt and stuff. <laughs> we got some new designs coming out and probably a new one because of this free, free the speech. So, Lord, we bless this time, Father. Um. Lord, we have a responsibility as the tribe of Christ, the body of the, the, the living God, to be the lights in the world that we need to be. Lord, cause our words to be bold, but not fleshy. Cause our tongues to be sharp, Father. But Lord, that they're, that they're, that they're like surgical knives, not blunt ones. That we don't need to be rude with speech, Father, but we can be bold with speech. And I pray, Father, that you would do that. You would cause our minds and our hearts to be aligned with the word of the Lord and that we would rightfully divide the word of truth. Father, you would give us the words to speak with grace seasoned with salt that the hearer would hear father in Jesus name. And Lord, it's promised that we would be persecuted and yelled at and ridiculed and mocked. So we should just accept it. It's going to happen. But Lord, that we don't run from it. We actually become emboldened because of it. And I thank you father for your namesake, Lord, we do stand. I thank you for choosing all of us, Lord, to do what you called us to. And Lord, I pray for new ways to reach the gospel or to preach the gospel and reach others lord for the kingdom of god i thank you for advancing the kingdom of the living god in these days because it's so needed and i thank you for the ministry standing on faith standing on truth standing on righteousness lord to do that lord bless the hearer in jesus name amen amen all right guys we thank you so much for tuning in you will see us monday 10 a.m word all right love you guys word Have a great day word